I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. Hope you're having a good day today. So, before we begin, I actually have some business I need to take care of. So, before we begin, I would like to give a huge shout-out to a special man who has autism like me, and, and he's somewhere in this world, but his name is Derek Sheldon. He makes YouTube videos, and he saw me on Channel 22 News, and he actually liked my podcast, and actually really liked him really well, and he watched them. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And I'm actually really glad that we became friends over the course of the time we got to know each other. So yeah, I'm just very happy, man. So keep making YouTube videos, bud, because I bet those YouTube videos are getting really successful. But now let's get back to business. So for this episode and today's episode, I think we're going to talk about overanalyzing because overanalyzing, that's big in, in the autistic world. And we overanalyze everything. We analyze everything to doors, the towels, I mean, analyze is something that is a part of an autistic brain, just like your brains do, but we like to analyze a lot and become deep thinkers and just think about what the world is and how we can make this world even better with technology and other people and our lives, including how we can make ourselves better and how we can make you guys better. It's kind of a thinking process because every day is a new day and we like to think of ways to make this world better and how to make this world the best country in the world. Sorry, I had to do that from Shane McMahon. <laughs> but anyway, this world includes a lot of thinking and we love to think. So we will think of ways to make this better world a place and we will think of, we will keep thinking until this world is perfect in its own way. Now the definition of overanalyzing is thinking about a situation in overboarding details because we like to think like I said a million times and I'll probably say that a lot but anyway we do like to think and we like to think overboard and we want to think of the best thing to do and to think of the best perfect solutions to the world's to everyday's problems we love to think thinking is a passion that we love we just want to think I mean instead of making America great again we need to make it like make thinking great again because I don't think a lot of people think these days no offense people but you guys don't think like we do and we just like to think about their personalities and maybe even inventions to make this world a better place. I think we have a tough time with this because we autistic ones are deep thinkers, like I said a million times, and we cannot help to overanalyze because we do not know if we made the right decision because overanalyzing includes mainly like when we think if we made the right decision because every day is a new day and we want to know if we made the right choice because it's mainly using choices a lot, and I mean a lot, but in choices... That's what you do. I don't want to regret a sin that I made over hell in one day, maybe. But I don't, do not want to regret a sin that I made. And I just want to make sure that life goes fully. And I just wish the world would be like, hi, hi. You know, and make, we can make the, everyone can make our decisions for us, but we also can't do that. But I just wish there was a p- perfect way where we could make the right decision and know it. Another reason why we struggle with this is because we like to think and be problem solvers because we... Think of a pro. There's a problem each day with someone or something or somebody, and when we have problems, we want to solve them. We just want to be like click and problem solved and abracadabra. But we can't do that, obviously. Some days it includes overanalyzing, which I don't like to do, but it includes analyzing the problem and focusing on the situation. But we think of it too much and we just go into detail too much, and that's a problem of ours. I wish we could help it. We just can't, so we just really need to calm down the thinking of it, but still think about it. And I do believe we have the capability of doing it, but it's an incompletable thing to do for us in our brains because we just do not want to stop thinking about it 
until this problem is solved to be like, oh, solved. Ah, but obviously every every situation that happens will not be like that. But that's what we think. We can't move on until this problem is solved. We want an answer, and we want it right now. Now, when we do overanalyze, we do not realize we are doing it because we do it naturally. And it just, it's kind of like Jumanji with Dr. Smolder Bravestone. He smolders naturally. Okay, it's kind of like that. We overanalyze naturally. It just pops up in our brain. And when we start to overthink, then there's honestly no stopping us. And until a good solution comes up, we're not going to stop because we want a solution right now. We demand it. I mean, we want it that bad. But it comes naturally, and we just don't realize we're doing it. And when we do do it, it just happens. And, you know, we shut ourselves off from the world. But we still do it. But we don't realize we're doing it. And we don't even know. Like, when you guys are saying, like, huh? Really? We are? Because we don't even know. We don't even know that we're doing it. I mean, maybe you just need to smack us on the head every time we do it. And I mean for real, because maybe it would come, maybe it would make us come back into society when we smack us in the head like, like that, and and like, oh, duh, and we're like, oh, okay, we overanalyze, we can stop now, because we're still analyzing, and I think that's why we love to think, because we need to analyze the situation until a solution comes up, and maybe we just need to be reminded like, why are you doing this, you know, like that stuff. Now, autistic people don't analyze. Everybody overanalyzes, I feel like, in my eyes. But autistic people do it more often than anyone else because we that's a part of autism. That's a part of the autistic world that we cannot help, and we want to help it, but we need help to get to that step of saying, nope, no analyzing, not doing it, sorry. Sorry, brain, not overanalyzing today. And I think the amount of it, though, depending on how much we do it, it depends on the severity of autism because... If you have a high-functioning kid, they're probably not going to do it that often. But if you have a middle, they'll probably do it every once in a while. But if you have, like, a severe autistic kid, whoo, you better expect a lot of overanalyzing because it's going to happen a lot, I can guarantee you. And if you have to deal with that, I applaud you. So right now, actually, what I'm going to do is for the parents who have autism and who have to deal with overanalyzing with the severity of child, let's give them a round of applause. So parents, good job for taking care of you overanalyze it because I don't get how you honestly do it because we don't know how you guys do it. I respect you for dealing with overanalyzing. But anyway, if you have a low-functioning kid, they'll overanalyze probably every day, and you have to deal with it every day. But that's why I applaud you because you deserve much more credit to and to dealing with overanalyzing, and I want to say thank you for dealing with it because I bet it drives you crazy every day. Now, overanalyzing can both come internally and externally because think about it. For real, if you have a child who is autistic and he internally overanalyzes, that means he's just having a really bad day and he's just like down, like something's off with him. Like if you think your autistic child is having a bad day and he's off, like like he's just having an off day, maybe he's overanalyzing because maybe he's just thinking about a girlfriend or a date that he wants to go on. I mean, maybe he's just overanalyzing and just thinking like, what happens? What, ha- what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? And he's just thinking... And he doesn't want to tell you. He wants to try it by himself because that's the thing. Before we tell you guys, we want to analyze it ourselves to try to figure it out. But then sometimes we do go to you, but unfortunately, we rather try to figure it ourselves because I think we're stubborn as crap. So I think that's why we overanalyze too because we are stubborn. But anyway, it could come internally because we don't want to tell you guys quite yet. Now, on the flip side of it, if it comes externally... Then we're just like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm sorry, this person, this person, this person, this person, Bob, 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 Bob. Then maybe that's why, because maybe he's analyzing over this person's actions, or he's overanalyzing Bob's belly. Because, hey, you never know, Bob might have a really sexy belly. But anyway, 
if he has a good belly, he might overanalyze it because he just is just thinking about what could happen if I do this. I mean, he's just analyzing, and he might be doing a lot, but at least he might get to a solution if he does it internally or externally. And consider this, too. When we do analyze something internally or externally, then we're using our smarts, we're using our brains, and we're trying to come up with a solution and trying to fend for ourselves because in this world, that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to fend for ourselves like dogs do. And internally or externally, we'll have to think on the biggest solutions that solutions that are outside of the box, and maybe that's what we'll have to do in order to move on because we do have stuck brain a lot, and we just do not want to move on until there's a solution. And until this problem's solved, I'm not moving on. I mean, I'll shoot you straight up. Until there's a problem solved, I ain't moving on. But like I said, that's why we want the solution and we want to know what it could be internally or externally. And when we do this, we're trying to fend. We're trying to do what adults do. We're we're trying to think ahead in our lives. That's all we're trying to do. I mean, so just give us that at least, man. Come on. Now, when we do overanalyze, we know that it's not helping the situation because we do what we know that we're smart to see. Crap, we probably shouldn't do this, but our brain's like, eh, eh. We ain't, we ain't stopping, and it's being a little, it's being a little sassy turd, but anyway, that's what it seriously is, I mean, I think I'm a dramatic king sometimes, but anyway, that's what it does, we just want to help it, but our brains can't get through it, like, hey, we need to stop, but we're trying to get through that, and I think with perseverance, and with your brain, let's have our hearts conquer our brains, and I wish we could stop, and I, and I wish our brains would stop, but here's the thing, as we do over worrying, the neurons in our brain go back and forth constantly, and it causes our brain to overthink something in this world because the neurons is like, did I, did I do this? Should I go and play an A? Dun, dun, dun. It's kind of like the cup game, like pick the cup. But that's the problem. I mean, we want to stop, but we're just not for sure the answer. I mean, we'd be like, that's the answer. Dun, f- case closed. But sometimes we're like, eh, was that the right thing to do? But we just want to stop. But the neurons in our brain just want to be like, just make us stay there and make us sit in an electric chair. Because I feel like that's what we're being. We're being electrocuted mentally. Because honestly, the neurons just will not stay in a place. We want it to, but it's kind of like we have to be like, we have to grab the neurons and like force it to stay there. And when those neurons are forced with our hands, sometimes though, they like to escape and basically go try to be like a jailbreak. But honestly, we can't. We have to force it. But then sometimes when we're relaxed and it's like in the cage finally, It just goes right back out. So we just got to find a way to keep those neurons in the jail and make them not escape, honestly. Make them not do a big old jailbreak. And honestly, I don't understand how those neurons have that much energy because I don't even have that much energy, to be honest with you. But when those neurons escape, they like to run. And they like to run until they can outrun a cheetah, honestly. Because those that's the fastest mammal, in case y'all didn't know. I'm that smart. But anyway, when when those neurons escape, we want and it runs that fast, we are running our butts off to get those neurons back into that cage. And those neurons, honestly, sometimes, they're, they're buttholes. They seriously are buttholes and will not go back into that cage willingly because we need to make it stay there and make it stay in that jail and just make it stay there and relax and go with the flow. Now, when we do keep have repetitive thinking, it can truly become bothersome because it does become bothersome because we are like, God, why can we not get through this? This thing's being a turd, honestly, because we want to know why in the green crap this is not going, why this is so hard for us? Because it would be like, God, why? Because we want to move on like person A, but we're just having a hard time and we're basically being person B. And it becomes bothersome because we're just like, why? Why, why, why? Because it's so simple yet so complicated. And 
and, and when we do finally melt, like I said earlier, it wants to keep coming back and running all over the place, but, and it's certainly not under our control. I mean, we could try with the big old hand print, but sometimes it still just wants to keep coming running back. And those neurons are honestly, they're the little emoji ice cream. They seriously are because they just want to keep coming back. Now, when we do overanalyze, you got to keep this in your head too. Overanalyzing can cause pro can cause problems and it can even some sometimes cause meltdowns. Just see meltdowns, autistic style for more information on meltdowns. That's a good episode in my opinion. But anyway, it does cause problems and meltdowns and we really and the problems that it cause is high blood pressure because when you're stressing, it can cause high blood pressure because when you stress, your blood pressure is going to go high, and I mean extremely high. So I keep in mind that it can cause high blood pressure. It can also cause depression because, for real, think about it. If you overanalyze too much, you're going to be like, "Life's a life's is life's wrong. I'm I'm I'm. Why am I living? Why? I wish I would be here. I want to be dead. I mean, that's what you would think in your head. But it could cause depression because you won't feel good mentally. I mean, I overanalyzed something, and I didn't feel good mentally that day. I felt awful. I felt like sick to my stomach. I want to go puke in the toilet. But that's what it could cause. It could cause depression and it could cause your life if you overanalyze too much because you'll just think in this world, this world is not worth being on. And maybe you want to go live in a casket. Now, a disorder that depression could cause is PTSD. I mean, because think about it, because for, because if you think about it good, you will become that weird, odd person if you have PTSD and, and you'll might turn into a big crybaby and that's what people will think about you because if you're a crybaby all we need to do is we get a diaper and a baby bottle and then you become this big crybaby who won't fit into society if you overanalyze because you will think that this world's a turn and then you'll become a whining moaning little little butt. A side effect that can cause overanalyzing is if you overanalyze too much you can get migraines because your head probably your brain will start pounding on your forehead and then it will probably become hurt and your head will turn into beet red and you'll be a tomato honestly and I hate tomatoes and I don't want to be a tomato but anyway that's just my view but like I said for real if you overanalyze you will get a migraine and your head will hurt for the rest of your life and I'll bet you a hundred bucks you don't want that I don't even want that I don't want my head to be a beet red pounding candy machine who honestly is weird and just my head it hurts all the time and I whine about my head all the time. Something else that will cause you to do if you overanalyze too much is you can either be really dizzy and faint because honestly if you do overanalyze too much and that situation will become you're stuck in it might go over the over of the temp over the temperature line and you'll get like you'll see double things you'll see double parents you'll see double people Heck, you might even see a double sign, a double stop sign. And I hope you're not driving when you're overanalyzing. FYI, never do that. But anyway, like you said, you'll see double, triple, quadruple, maybe even 10 heads or maybe even 10 clowns. And I hope to God you're not afraid of clowns if you see that. But it, it could cause you dizziness and you can see double and many more things. And maybe you can even faint and you could be a fall on the floor and be, be someone who just maybe even got a heart attack. And I hopefully to God you didn't have a heart attack, but I need to stop. If you overanalyze too much, you will faint and you will fall and maybe even get a concussion if you fall too hard. The final thing that can cause for your health is an acne breakout. Now, I hope you now this is mainly for people who have acne because studies show that if you stress too much, your head will become filled with acne and all these pimples and zits. And you'll have to be the pimple pop and you'll have to be Dr. Pimple Popper. I hope to God you guys don't watch that. That show's nasty. No offense, whoever the Dr. Pimple Popper is. But anyway, if you do have an acne breakout, 
let's if you do overanalyze too much, then you will probably get some red guarantee, and you might turn into a pizza face. And by the way, the pizza face and your will be the pe- your face will be the pepperoni. Also, when we do overanalyze, it can cause certain behaviors of ours that we typically don't do. Some are our heads down. What I mean by this is if we have our head down, chances are we're overanalyzing because we just don't know what to do and we're depressed about that because we don't know what to do. And the only thing we know what to do is put our head down and basically just sleep it off. And basically it's like on that movie Rango where he just goes, boom, and just plops in the sand and he's like, I don't know what to do. Because that's what we want to do. We just want to be like Rango and fall on the floor, but we can't do that. But instead, we just want to put our head down and just have our hands over our head. Because that's what we'd rather do instead of plopping on the floor because that's not acceptable in society. But we'd rather have our head down and try to think of ourselves and just maybe think about it with our heads down. Another behavior that will definitely cause is fatigue because when we stress so much, we get tired and we'll have no energy left. And we could get sick from it and it will cause fatigue and we won't want to do anything. We just want to stay. We'll probably just want to stay in that bed and probably not move and then basically have no body movement in our legs or the rest of our body another thing that a behavior that says that we're overanalyzing is maybe weird behaviors that we typically do not do and what i mean by this is if we are maybe like banging our head on the door or if we're doing cannonballs over the place or maybe we're even doing or maybe even in bray wyatt spider walk like a that's a hard thing to do or a bridge you guys couldn't tell that's what it is but anyway if we do weird behaviors like maybe backflips all over the place then maybe that's we're overanalyzing and we're moving because we don't know how else to do. We're being weird, I understand that. But we're just doing these weird behaviors that help us. Or maybe we're covering our heads at that. Or maybe we're bang- or hitting ourselves. I mean, I know that's not the most acceptable thing. But that's what we're doing. Maybe we're overanalyzing because we don't know what else to do. These behaviors help us. But I know that you guys will be like, why are you guys doing this? But if we do these behaviors, that's what helps us. And we're overanalyzing. And maybe it will get us to a solution more quicker than you expect. Another thing that that will show us that you're that we're overanalyzing is hyperness. If we're just like giddy 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 and like jumping jacks, let's go one two three four five six seven eight nine. Then maybe we're overanalyzing because we are don't know what to do. And this hyperness, it's like ooh okay um 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 I don't know 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 um um what should we do what should we do what should we do oh 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 then maybe that's what we could do. I mean I know I'm making these weird noises, but that's what we're doing. We're we're, we're analyzing and we're trying to think, what do we do? What do we do? And honestly, when these hyper behaviors are not doing, maybe that's what we do. Maybe we're analyzing what to do and just thinking, man. Another behavior is definitely confusion because when we are overanalyzing, we don't know who we are. I mean, we don't know what people are doing. We don't even know the simplest things. Like we could basically be a 17-year-old person who doesn't know what the color green and the color yellow is. I mean, we just don't know. We probably don't know what chips are. We just don't know what to do. And when we're analyzing, we're just stuck in that situation. And it causes confusion. Like, we won't know where the car is. We may we may even act like we have Dementa. And I know that's a horrible analogy. But that's true. We are we're, don't know what to do. And we are confused. I mean, we're just stuck on that one topic that we just forget about the rest of the world. And we probably forget where to walk and where everything is. And when everything happened and why we live. The final behavior that it definitely will cause is antisocialness. What I mean by this is if we are overanalyzing, we don't want to be social. We want to be like the emos who hide in their dark places. And I'm not trying to bash them, but that's what we're like. We are like that. We are emos who want to hide in their spots. We want to be in a little hamster and be rolling on the wheel only. And 
just basically be antisocial and not talk to anyone and push them off to the side. And I mean, kind of like what people do, kind of like what people do when we feel like we're being excluded. And I will be making a future episode on that, just FYI, guys. But that's what we feel like. We feel like when we feel excluded, we want to, now we're trying to be the people who are trying to exclude them. I mean, that's what we feel like. Now, in this world, there are certain things that, that can cause us to overanalyze. Some examples would be school. Now, I'm not saying that I have the best grades, but and I and I do like school, and I have I keep my grades up. I think, and I think they're pretty darn good. But I also think this. Excuse my language for a minute, but I honestly think school's a bitch sometimes because for real, because that causes us to overanalyze. School causes us to overanalyze, like when we're missing assignments, when we're taking tests, and expects us to take the past the I step. Sometimes I feel like that's what it's being. That's what causes us to overanalyze because we're just like, mm, mm. and it's mainly with tests because tests. We just don't know. I mean, I can always narrow it down to two answers, and I overanalyze, like, what, what's the right answer? And assignments, that definitely causes it because we want to know what the right answer is, and we are, we're analyzing it until that solution is solved. And, and I think that's why math's so hard for me because I overanalyze it, and I don't know why it's right, but I also feel like I overanalyze it because I want to be right. Another thing that causes us to overanalyze is heartbreaks. And what I mean by this is if we, I mean, like if a girl breaks up with you, a death in the family, that definitely causes us to overanalyze because we are thinking about like, crap, what did I do? What Did I do something wrong? Or in the death situation, it's like, I wish I could have spent more time with them. Did I make them proud? Because when someone dies with me soon or later on, I'm not going to know if I made them proud, honestly. You could say it all you want, but I won't know. It's just your actions will show it because definitely actions speak louder than words, as we all know. And we will know whether or not that this person was proud by their actions. And the heartbreaks, I mean, there are tons of heartbreaks. Those are the two main heartbreaks that will cause it is death and a breakup in your life that you will definitely have, I feel like, if you want to get married or have kids. Something else that causes us to overanalyze is something we love that screws up. See, daily changes for that because that is what I mainly talk about in the sixth episode. And this is a good example to bring it up because something, a last episode I made got overwritten, and I was mad because it involves overanalyzing because when we, something screws up, we want to know how to fix it. I mean, we want the answer right now, and we want to know how to fix it because we are result people. We want to know how do we fix this thing that just messed up, and I'm really mad right now because we want to know at that moment, at that time, and then, like, right now. But obviously, we can't sometimes, but that's why we overanalyze. Like, crap, what do we do, what do we do? And when we had those meltdowns, we're also overanalyzing and when we're meltdowning, we're overanalyzing and thinking about how to fix our thing that we love. Another thing that causes us to overanalyze is plans. And this is a big one because, and I struggle with this too, I'll admit it. Because plans are a big thing to me. They're, I want to spend time with my friends. I want to hang out with people. I want to hang out with all the people in the world that I know. And when a plan goes wrong or we want to, when it gets closer, we overanalyze. It's like, okay, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. I hope to God. I hope to God. Pray, 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 pray. And that's what I mean. I mean, we want the plan to go perfectly. We want to go solid, and we want to go, like, the way we envisioned it. But obviously, sometimes it doesn't happen, but that's why we realize we want it to go the way we envision it. And I feel like with plans, we're pitch perfect with that because we want plans to go my way or the highway, and we want it, that plan, to work out and or go the highway and basically go the highway to hell. The file on ghosts with plans, and this one is mainly sickness. And what I mean by this is and if we're just like <laughs> all the time and like running our nose and like a faucet, then we're overanalyzed. Like if we have a plan and then when we get sick all of a sudden with our snotty nose and a sore throat and then we're next thing you know, we're having diarrhea all over the place or puking our guts up left and right. 
then we want to know, like, what can we do to make this right? Because sickness, for some reason, I don't know why, caused us to analyze as, as a whole in general because we want to get better. We want the world. We want to go make the differences in the world. But when we're stuck in this bed all the time and when we're just sleeping our butts off, it can get pretty boring. And another reason why I think it's a personal view, I don't take naps. I'm not a big nap guy because I don't sleep well during, during the night, you know. So I either sleep during the day or night. But anyway, if we are stuck in that bed and we feel like an imprisoned person, we feel like we're in a prison cell and we don't want to be that. We want to have the freedom to move. We want to use our American God-born rights and we want to use the constitutional rights that were stated to us a long time ago. Now, there are a lot of situations that mainly cause overanalyzing. A few examples would be friend or non-friend. What I mean by this, and this is a big one, I do this all the time, is I want to know whether this person is my friend or not immediately. I'm not the guy who's going to wait and be like, why are we dreading? Like, I want, I don't want to dread the answer. I want to know if you're my friend and you have my back because I feel like this sometimes, and I don't like to say this that much, and I apologize off the bat, but this is what I think in my brain, and this is what I live by, honestly, sometimes. If you're my friend, you're either with me or you're against me, autistic-wise, because... You, the friends are the people who understand the autism and are taking the time for it. If you're not the friend, then apparently you don't have time for me. Then what's wrong with you? Get out of my life because you don't have the time for me because I have autism. I'm offended right now because that's what's going on in my head because I want to know if you're the friend and you want to be friends with an autistic person and I want to, the respect that I've earned from you at least. And I, I demand it. I want that respect now. Another situation that, that can cause to overanalyze is liking Plan B's or not. And for more information on this, see My Ray the Highway 103. And that's not the best episode, but I feel like it's it's getting not enough credit. No offense, to, no offense, viewers, but it's not getting enough credit. So I think I should check that episode. That's actually really good. But anyway, back to this. Liking Plan B's, it causes us to overanalyze because we're just like, okay, do we like it or not? And we want to know, should we do it? Should we not? And we want to know, is this Plan B good or bad? And we... Don't know yet because we're just like, eh, I'm kind of mad about plan A, but we got something than nothing, so we might as well give it a shot. I mean, that's what that's the two sides of the brain. Once I say a no because I'm mad, I'm mad, and that's like a little, like a little sassy person. But then the other person is like, well, it's better. I have something than nothing at least, so give that a shot. So basically, one side has to win, and sometimes they have to have like a little battle, and sometimes. Both sides win equally. Another example that causes us to overanalyze is people's actions. And what I mean by this is if, like, someone tripped us, we don't know if it was on purpose or an accident. We tend to overanalyze that a lot. Or whether or not they did the right thing or the wrong thing. I mean, that's my thing. Because here's the deal. Sometimes doing the smart thing is stupid, so I'd rather do the right thing, honestly. I mean, if your example would be if your boss is treating you like crap, the smart thing would be just to, to shut up and deal with it. But the right thing would be to speak up because that's the thing. I feel like it's not the right or wrong thing. I feel like it's the right, the wrong, or the smart. And honestly, I can't choose between the right and the smart. And I'm the guy who's going to do the right thing. I'm the type of guy. But other people, they might do the smart thing. And that's not me. That's me. I'm the guy who stands for my rights. And I'm the guy who will stand and speak up for the person or for me. And I'm the guy who will do right over wrong and over smart any day of my god dang life. Plus, something else that causes us to overanalyze is life choices in we, the world. And I mean, like, life choices that say, as getting married or having kids or what house we should buy. I mean, or the type, even the type of dog we buy. I mean, I hope I, I want a pit bull because I love pit bulls. But anyway, we want to know, like, what's the right decision. We tend to overanalyze our life decisions because we want to know our life's beliefs. We tend to overanalyze that because sometimes, I'll be honest with you, 
I told you before in 104, friendships and relationships, the new Sam is alive and willing, but I feel like sometimes I wonder if this new Sam is a fake and honestly is just pretending to be a guy who he wants to be. I sometimes wonder if the old Sam was really me, but I wonder sometimes if this new Sam is the guy and I'm not pretending. I'm not trying to be a fake. I'm trying to be real. That's what I wonder sometimes. And that's a life choice I made. I mean, I made a life choice to throw out the old Sam and I made that and to throw in the new Sam, but I... This life choice that I wonder, is he fake or not? That's the question of the day. The final thing that can cause us to overanalyze, and I think this is mainly for our non-mathematicians, is money. And this is mainly one for me because I'm not good at math, and when we go to pay for some, people expect, expect us to do our math like with a snap of our fingers, but obviously I can't do math, math with a snap of my fingers. I mean, I'm in a B-track class. Math takes time for me to do, and I'm, with money, money involves math sometimes. We got the money, math money. That's what I'm going to call it for now, or math money. But anyway, when we do math money, it's like a fast-paced A-track, and I can't do that. I need some B-track time to do a money situation. When we go into world, we expect money to do that, and that's what tends us to overanalyze. We will not move on. We're like, okay, should we be 20, 18, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what we think. So it's mainly for people who are not mathematicians. So if you are good at math, I applaud you. Congratulations. And maybe you could be my accountant and maybe basically do my money for me. Another topic that I want to bring up is I think this is used mainly in teen years because of all the teen milestones that are coming up. But when we are young, we have our parents make our decisions for us. And we go along because we're young and we are just clueless in the world. But however, when they get into teen years, then you throw them out in this world, and they are confused and trying to learn how to solve problems on their own. Because for real, think about it. If you're young, you're clueless. You don't even know what you're doing. You're just like, meh, okay, whatever. I have nowhere else to be. You go by my mommy's rules. But if you're when you get young, teenager... There are all these big milestones accomplished. So think about this, parents. When you do throw your teens out in the world, it's going to cause them overanalyzing a lot. And I mean a lot because you're throwing them out there. And I hope you maybe when they're young, though, teach them some adult skills. Teach, don't, I'm not saying treat them like an adult because they're still like young. But when you they get older, and I know this is typical parenting, but maybe when they get like six, maybe start introducing money or introduce an adult topic. Because when they get teenagers, maybe they won't overanalyze as much. Because when you're doing with no skills, expect 10 times more overanalyzing than the 6-year-old who knew how to manage money. Another thing for you parents out there is you can't help your child with overanalyzing analyzing with a lot of solutions. And I think some solu solutions are, and this one mainly works for me, keep your mind occupied. And what I mean by this is if you're just like overanalyzing, you're just like thinking, okay, maybe distract him. Maybe go play some pool, go listen to music. I mean... Go just do something that keeps your mind occupied. Maybe go solve a Sudoku or a crossword puzzle or a word search. I mean, maybe those keep your mind occupied. Or maybe do a boggle or an embroyo. I mean, if you keep your mind occupied, I think you'll be a lot smarter and maybe have less health problems when you're older. And your mind will be occupied and you won't overanalyze as much. Another solution you can do, and I didn't even think about this, is you can create a to-do list every day. And when you create that list... Chances are you'll be more organized in your life and your life will not be like a or disorganized draft, like, blah, 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 like all over the place. And you'll be more or organized and that list will help you and you'll know what to do. And you're like, I must do it today. And that when you put that on your to-do list, you'll know like, I got to stay hands down, case closed. I'm doing it. I don't care. It's on my list. I'm doing it, man. That's all you need to know. Something else you can do instead of doing a list, maybe do a phone list. Maybe you could set alarms on your phones because... An example would be I have an iPad, and it's not for me or us anymore because we don't do this anymore, but it said daily yoga at 7 o'clock p.m. Okay, it goes off of my iPad every day. 
Okay, that'd be useful for me if I forgot and my life would be so uh, disorganized blah, 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 thing and I would feel more comfortable and I would know that I have to do yoga at 7 and I would just be like, oh, and it wouldn't be as unorganized. So if I did that, it can it's kind of like the create to-do list, but instead it's on it's mobily. Something else you know is trust your gut. All right, they always say go with your gut. Okay, I hate to break this statement, but I think that statement is false mainly because we do overanalyze it, but... Maybe you do go with your gut. Maybe you do go with it, and it goes goes well. So my thing is, maybe if you go with your gut, you go well. I mean, always trust your guts what they say. Okay, it never works for me for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just the gut jinxer or whatever. But for you, it might go with it, and that might help. You're just like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it. I'm going with it. My gut says this. That's what my gut says. Sorry, guys. I'm doing it right now. And I mean right now. So if you do that and you go with your gut, Maybe your gut's right. Maybe you have a good gut. Good gut. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. I'm s- wow. A good gut. Can you even have a good gut? I'll have to look at that up. Maybe you have a bad gut. Eh, who knows? Something else that you guys need to do, and I think this might help you, is realize something. You cannot predict the future. Okay, even those fortune tellers, I don't think, can predict the future. Even though they say they could, they can't. Unless you're a mind reader and you would develop with superpowers, good luck re- predicting the future, because that will never happen in your life. Unless they develop some science way to you to predict the future. I don't know how you're going to be able to do it. But anyway, realize that because whatever happens, happens. And you can't predict that future. I mean, maybe this person will take it well. This person won't take it. I mean, just realize you cannot predict the future. And whatever happens does happen, sadly. But maybe whatever happens, happens could be good. And maybe you could learn a lesson from it. Something else you could do is think about this. What if your solution goes right? Because maybe I just for I change negatives into positives. So maybe you guys do the same. Maybe... Instead of saying, what if the solution goes wrong? What if the solution goes wrong? Crap, crap, Think about this. What if the solution goes right? And then envision what happened. Now, you might be jumping the gun, but maybe this could help you. You could be a, might turn into a gun jumper, but it could still help you. If that's what helps you move on, then that's what helps you. So, but if the solution goes right, just think about that and envision that. Instead of thinking on this negative, and instead turn that negative into a positive and think about what if the other way happens. The final solution, this mainly helps me, is live in the now and be grateful for what you have. Think about the statement. They always say, tomorrow is never guaranteed. Okay, like I said a million times, when I took a brain trip, I said in one of those, tomorrow is never guaranteed and live life to the fullest. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to do that sometimes when you're analyzing, but maybe do this. Live in the now, okay? Maybe try your best to move on and go do something simple. Maybe, I don't know, go feel a leaf. Go write something. Go feel something. Maybe even go hug a tree. Maybe even go kiss a tree. And if I see that public, I might laugh my butt off, but... That might help. If that's what helps you, then that's what helps you. I mean, if you live in the now and think about what you like to do instead of all this analyzing and drop it, then you might be able just to be like, huh, what was I analyzing again? And you might even never knew it happened. Now, as far as the be grateful part, maybe if you like get out of the analyzing bubble and hop out and take a break from it, think about what you have and be grateful for. Maybe you have a great mom, a great father, a great grandmother, great family, great friends that you have. And this one analyzing situation that's bothering you, maybe that will help you drop it if you think about what you have instead of what you may or may not have. Now, as much as I'm saying overanalyzing is bad, it can actually be good because if I never found this and then overanalyzed, I would never find my love for podcasts. Because when I went to Media Club and I found my Media Club family, I found some people that I love dearly, and I also found this, what I love to do, because... Why I love the podcast, it involves analyzing, analyzing data, analyzing statistics, and thinking critically. This That's why I found love with it, though, because I was deeply thinking about what I could do and how to make this better. So why, you wonder, that's why. And if I never 
found that, though, it can never lead me to my passion because if I never found a roadcaster or learn about Audacity, I would never be able to make podcasts and make the wonderful episodes that I make for you guys. But autistic people do not just have to analyze podcasts in order to find their passion. Maybe they can analyze something else and they could find a different motivation which could lead them to a job or maybe even a career. Maybe like some examples could be maybe they overanalyze movies and that could lead them to be a film director. Or maybe they analyze food with the taste and the texture and all that jazz. And that could lead them to be a food critic or a chef maybe. Or maybe they could analyze a school subject and that could lead them to being a teacher or really well at that school subject like math or English. Or maybe they like to analyze video games and like how they make it and all that jazz. And that could lead them to being a game designer. Or maybe they like to analyze art and their paintings and their drawings or whatever other arts there are. And they could be an artist. I mean, this is a type of art. Public speaking is a form of art, and I love it, man. I love public speaking, and that is what led me. That is a form of art that led me to overanalyze, which is leading me to being a podcaster, which is basically a public speaking artist. Or maybe they like to analyze photos or the way they are rotated or the way it looks or maybe something else with photos, and that can lead to being an extraordinary photographer. Or maybe they like to analyze sports or, like, what can they do? How can they play better? How can they shoot better? How can they make a touchdown better? And that could lead them to being a professional sports player. Or maybe like to analyze showbiz, like comedy jokes, or, I don't know, dancing techniques, and that could lead to be an entertainer. Or the final thing they can analyze is music. Maybe they like to analyze the notes that they need to do, or the way that they play, and that could lead to being a musician. I mean, there's so many things that they can overanalyze, and that could actually lead them to their job in this world, and their hobbies, and their passion, and, and, the, and their future, and the way that their life goes. Now, always remember this. Get help if no matter how old you are, even if you're 5 to 80 even, and never be ashamed because I'm the first guy to admit it. I need help. I need help in this world. I need help to function sometimes. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. But like I said, don't be afraid if you need help with overanalyzing getting through through a situation. Find a resource. Find your mother as a resource. Maybe your grandmother is a great resource for advice. But find an advisor who will help you, and they will make sure they'll help you to the best of your ability. And never be ashamed, because that is your family. That is a person who is trained to help you. I mean, they know you well enough. Just please get the help, no matter how old. And just never be ashamed. Never, ever, ever be ashamed, no matter who says it. Never be ashamed, and get the help that you guys deserve. And will make sure they will help you to the best of your ability. And make sure that you that they help you, and you reach your end goal. In conclusion, we do overanalyze, which is mainly not good, but I, like I said earlier, in some cases it's good with your careers and jobs. But like I said, but we cannot help it when it mainly when it happens bad, when it's not for the better. We cannot help it because we are thinkers and we just find a way to help others and ourselves sometimes. But it's also to make this world a better place because we just want to know how we can make this world we're best planet in the world and how we can make our lives the best and we want to leave a legacy and an impact. Well, that'll be all for us today and I hope you learned something about overanalyzing and I want you right now to go analyze and go get your job and go get your career and go help and go succeed to the best to your ability. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.